Skates to Throats podcast. This is your host, Chris Fatten. As always, I am here with my good friend, Dakota LaShock. Dakota, it's been a while, man. It's been a while. Uh, I was sir. under the impression that we were opening with our best French laughs. So that's why I started laughing. What's your best French laugh? It was a, it was a really nice one. It was like a whoa. <laughs> I only know like the fucking cartoon French laugh, so apologies to anyone listening. Yeah, um, love you guys very much. From France or from uh, Quebec. Uh, speaking routine. of which, routine is wonderful. The season is over. It we have, is. We have, I would say, new Stanley Cup champions, but we have retaining Stanley yeah, Cup. Pat champions. Maroon out here collecting rings like he's Thanos. Fucking yeah! I wish he Went played from better St. for St. Louis Blues to the Tampa Bay Lightning and stayed with them and got another one. Well, I mean, this fucker was with the Devils and did dick all. Apparently, he only plays for championship caliber teams. Well, hey, you know, he's got standards. I love. Uh, I gotta say, this whole post-game celebration has probably been my favorite moment in all of sports history, and and there have been a few. But really, seeing Nikita I... Kucherov shirtless. Saying number one bullshit over and over, and it will be forever etched into my memory. I love it so much. We should have champagne, but we have Bud Light, number one. Also <laughs> no, number no, one. I don't bullshit. want the champagne. I'm number one bullshit. <laughs> I like that he chugs the beer and then just slides down the fucking table. Someone said that was his best pass of the entire season. Oh man. Uh, I also like he calls Hedman Hetty and Stamco Stammer. Yeah. Um, I love the Wassies, like, Wassies, I love the goalie from Vegas gets it. That's number one bullshit. So, I mean, let's just talk about the obvious, exactly what happened, we thought was going to happen, potentially happened, and we talked about this on the last show, which was Hedman kind of took a vacation yep. and then decided he was going to play really good defense in Vasilevsky. Uh, did not let anything in. <laughs> Hardly no. anything. He was a friggin' brick wall all throughout the entire finals. Yes. There's, I, I don't even know that if you put Lemieux and Gretzky on the same fucking team, would they have scored against this man? He was a. No, it was incredible. Like some of the saves that you saw is just incredible. He very much, and again, this another another key moment from the celebration, uh, Andre Vasilevsky. Dancing on a boat with a Conn Smythe trophy on his head uh, will also forever be etched into memories. The fact that Vaz didn't win the Vienza uh, really pissed off our boy Kucherov, which started number one bullshit. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it is like uh, this is like I was telling Jennifer. It is the only piece of Tampa Bay Lightning merchandise I will ever buy is either the number one bullshit shirt or the 18 million over the cap shirt. <laughs> what about a Hedman jersey? I get a Hedman jersey. Yeah, I see. Okay, so three pieces, because Victor Hedman, once again... <laughs> Straps that team on his back. Not not the best defenseman in the NHL, or the NHL. Uh, but it, Tampa Bay, stacked. Do you want to... You probably know a little bit more about this $18 million than me. Do you want to talk about this long-term IR bullshit Number, uh, I mean, number one, really number one bullshit. Everyone's making it out to be a whole lot more than it is in reality. And this was brought up. Uh, 
Chicago did the same thing when they won the Stanley Cup, and Tampa Bay was the one that was complaining about it. No one did anything. Well, I mean, lots of people bitched about Chicago. I mean, Boston also. But, yeah. I mean, this is just what... This has happened before. The only team that should really be pissed about this is the New Jersey Devils, since they're yeah, the they only... Pleased. Yeah, the only people to get fucking punished for circumventing the cap. Yep. But would you not consider this cap circumvention? I know technically it's not because it's within the rules and playoff money isn't the same thing as regular season money. But if this isn't circumventing the cap to some extent, uh, I, I don't know what the fuck is. Well, I mean, I'm sure in a couple of years it'll be a great big scandal. Um, but I mean, this is just people taking advantage of what the rules are. Well, I mean, right right now, Montreal's in the same situation. Next year, they can technically, if no one trades for Shea Weber, they can throw him on LTIR, right? Which I they can basically so. they can basically do the same thing that Tampa did, and then he would, I would assume, be ready by the playoffs. So he's getting surgery. Someone raised they, a really good point about Shea Weber. Uh, they had a picture of Shea Weber and a P.K. Subban and how they've done the exact same thing on the opposite teams that they've been traded to. So it was like the most even trade. Uh, well. I mean, if you look at the stats, it's a very even trade. No. If you look at Stanley Cup appearances, it's a very even trade. Yes, if you look at the stats, it's... <laughs> hey, look, my stat book only goes up to like 2015, so... Shea Weber has been a much better defenseman, and especially if you're including the last two seasons of P.K. Subban oh, as a Jersey Devil. It was a good picture. I thought it was nice. I'm flying high here, and you just have to shoot me down every oh, time. I do. i got to bring you back down to earth, yep, sir. That's fine. I would be remiss if I didn't mention that I do now have physical copies of stat books and uh, – the Hockey Hall of Fame Book of Players. I'm very excited to have those. I will be using those as a lot of reference. So one of one of the, uh, I guess my biggest takeaway is the the West sucks. And very the, much. <laughs> historically Boston, too, yeah. Historically, it's always been more East Coast than West Coast. If Boston, uh, the Islanders, or Tampa made it to the Stanley Cup. I don't know that there's a single team in the West that would have beat them. Um, I would probably say Vegas would have had the best odds. I don't know what the hell happened to them. They got snake bitten, couldn't score. Pete DeBoer, always the bridesmaid, never the bride. Once again, fucks with a goalie. I don't know why they've done this two years in a row, but just fucks with the goalie rotation. A little bit too much for my comfort. I know people would say that, you know, Flurry did not look the best, but you know, uh, Flurry had a great season. I think you've, yeah, you fucking, not to make another prom re- reference, but, uh, you know, dance with a girl that brought you there, you know, kind of thing. Exactly. Use what you have. Don't, I don't know if it's shitting where you're eating, but like, you have someone who's good in clutch moments, you use them in clutch moments. But it did not matter. So, I mean, if you're a Montreal fan, you have to be super happy. I think this team over-delivered two seasons in a row. In theory, they're only going to get better. They have money to spend. They can go out and pick some people up. They got the draft coming up. They got new prospects coming in. Shea Weber being out is definitely going to hurt them. So it'll be interesting to see if they try to move Shea Weber or pick up some sort of defenseman. I'm headed into next season. But if you're a Montreal fan, 
you got to be upset that the team didn't do a little better in the Stanley Cup, but you also have to be just happy that they got there in general. I mean, I don't think anyone expected them to beat Toronto, right? But they did. But they did. And uh, Toronto is Toronto fans <laughs> are pretty upset. Salty as hell. <laughs> pretty salty. Um, they they cooled off during the championship. I guess they were like, well, we might as well cheer the Canadians since we have a Can- yep. Canadian team there. But as soon as that together. shit ended, <laughs> they have been salty. Um, yeah, uh, I don't. I mean, that's. I have no reason to believe that uh, Montreal won't, won't be a similar threat next season. Uh, it's always nice to see an underdog team go as hard as they did, and especially since Canada hasn't won a Stanley Cup since God knows when. You know. Well, I mean, I think the biggest problem is now you're losing Shea Weber for a season and one more year of one more year of writing Carey Price, which there's not been any rumor talks about this, but you got to go out and pick up a goaltender because their backup was atrocious (laughs) last year, hence where they finished in the standings. And you can't ride Price all year. So interesting to see what they're going to do. I could see them trying to make a move for Georgiev. For the Rangers? That'd be a smart move. Uh, I don't know. You know, the Rangers, they've... the I We need to look... We're going to talk about the expansion draft a little bit later, but there's going to be goalies exposed. Uh, the trades are done until draft day, as of right now. They ended at three, so I think we have all the trades that are going to happen until the draft. Yeah. And uh, they haven't grabbed anyone yet, so it's going to be the best of the rest, I guess, whoever doesn't end up on Seattle. The be best of the rest. But uh, let's, let's talk a little bit about the NHL awards. I mean, congratulations to Tampa. Hedman's got two rings. Yep. Maroon's got three. <laughs> I will say, uh, I will say this. Blake Coleman is probably gone. They have a lot of people. They're not going to be able to resign being $18 million over the cap. So Tampa, they're still going to be a good team, but they are going to lose some key players. I would love for Blake Coleman, as a Devils fan, <laughs> to come back to New Jersey. Don't think it's going to happen. I could see him showing up at Boston or uh, anyone who needs a good third line, second line player who can, who's proven scorer, especially when it comes clutch time in the playoffs. He played really, really well in the playoffs once again. Um, but congrats once again, Tampa. Stamkos gets a ring and played the entire Stanley Cup. Yep. What's up with uh, that stuff? Yeah, so I guess uh let's get into let's get into the uh NHL awards here. Yeah. Um uh, I, about your disagreements. <laughs> our disagreements. Uh best defenseman. <laughs> Hart Memorial Trophy winner and Ted Lindsay Award winner which is most valuable player and most outstanding player, Connor McDavid. I felt like he probably should have won this last year and would have if he wasn't injured. And I would expect him to probably repeat this next year unless he gets injured. This man is an absolute fucking monster, regardless of the team he plays on. He is just probably the best player I've seen. Even I would say better than, watching Crosby in his prime since I've been watching hockey. I think that he's probably the best player I've seen. 
It's he's just fucking ridiculous. Am I am I crazy on this? No, not at all. No, he is an absolute monster on the ice. Yeah, it's it's uh it's very sad the Devils didn't suck harder and maybe <laughs> won that lotto pick. <laughs> but Detroit's on the upswing now, I'm telling you. I don't know about all that. But we'll get into Detroit a little later. But congratulations to Connor. I think well-deserved. Definitely was the best player last year all around. Let's get into the Norris Trophy. (laughs) Adam Fox had a phenomenal season. Really did have a phenomenal season. To me, it's really hard to be the best defenseman when your team is getting bodied uh, repeatedly. (laughs) But maybe you can make an argument of why he deserves to be the Norris Trophy winner. Uh, Yeah, I had. Yeah, he's a big part of the. uh, And I really can't fault the Rangers because they did a lot better than I thought they would this season or last season. Uh, as a team that's definitely on the upswing, he's a young player. He's he's a big part of uh he's a big part of their line. I don't. I mean, I guess so. But was he better than Victor Hedman or Kel McCarr? I mean, we, we no. But I mean, we know Hedman's never going to get it. It's, it's like the Cinderella thing. Uh. I, and it's sad to say, yes, I know Hedman did deserve it. Um, I, well, young defense—he's a really good young defenseman. It's just hard for—it'd be hard for the NHL. It's good to focus more on the future. It's play. He's a good two-way defenseman. So this is this is one of the weird weird things for me, at least, right? Is it about how good of a defenseman you are, or is it about how many points you score? Because Fox NHL is leaning more towards points now. Okay, because Fox finished second in points. Points and stats. I don't think that he's that good defensively. I would say Kel McCarr and Hedman are slightly better. Uh, Hedman, by far, is probably the best. I I don't want to call him a two, because he is very offensive, but... He also pay, plays like 27 minutes a night defensively very, very well. I mean, yeah, it helps having Iron Man. It helps having fight. it helps having Vasilevsky back there. But this is the fifth straight nomination for Hedman as a top three finalist for the Norris Trophy. And he's only won it once, which is in 2018. Um, I, uh, to me, uh, whatever. If you're a Rangers fan, congratulations. Adam Fox also had a really great season. I'm just saying, like... You have to take in consideration that team. What, what was it? Let's look up Adam Fox's plus minus. I'm just out of curiosity. <laughs> Funny, you shouldn't mention because I have it right here. Yeah, oh, 2021 plus minus 19. So pretty, pretty solid. Yeah. You had a good, good season. Um, 42 says not bad at all. Yeah, he ended up with 47 points, which, like I said, he was only one behind that uh, the cat from Edmonton. Yeah. And let's see, what did Victor Hedman, what did Hedman come in around? He was 
he was only plus one this season. No, he was plus five. Yes. But he was 45 points, so he's one point off. And then if you look at his playoff record or the last five games, I, I don't know. It's it's so weird because it's hard to compare the time on ice and, the, and, and how they play. But I watched Victor Hedman play, and to me, he's the best defenseman in the league. I don't know how anyone would think otherwise, but I guess this year it was Adam Fox. And we'll just move on to uh, the best goalie. <laughs> Not in Pete DeBoer's eyes, apparently, yeah. but uh, Vienza trophy, trophy winner, a.k.a. number one bullshit, Marc-Andre Fleury. He has to wear that jersey now. He has <laughs> to have the number one bullshit on the back. Flurry had a great regular season. Gets removed from probably the biggest series that, well, definitely the biggest series Vegas has. Vegas goes down. It's one of those things where, to me, it's it's hard for you to qualify for one of these awards if your team doesn't make the playoffs. It's kind of the problem I have with Adam Fox being there. Which is, I guess that's not the, the correct way to look at it, but. Was Mark Andre Fleury the best goaltender if you look at the entire season, including the playoffs? I, my guess would be no. And in, even that far off, it's not like Vasilevsky wasn't in the top three finalists to begin with. Yeah, I would I would say in this instance, yes, uh, uh, Vasilevsky deserved it more than Fleury. And that's not oh, – and yes, it, it is attribu- attributed to uh, the poor's constant – the trail of them. Yeah, it's, but, uh, it's... Best played better. He was a better all-around goalie than Flurry, I felt. I, well, the other thing is you need to look and see the competition they win against, in my opinion. And Tampa playing in the East went against a lot better teams. Yeah. And I would say Vegas. But, uh... Yeah, Vasilevsky ended up finish, finishing second. He went 12-12-3, not including the playoffs, and Marc-Andre Fleury went 14-11-5. So one had the better record. It's That's a toss-up. Not Like I said, it's not that Fleury had a bad season. It's just looking at what Vasilevsky was able to do throughout the years. Just absolutely nuts. And a and, uh, save percentage. That's pretty damn impressive. And uh, Verlomilov, I would think, what should have been hired, he ended up finishing fifth in these standings. He finished below Grubauer, and I'm like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, Verlomilov was a good part of that Islanders. Uh, he was a big part of that Islanders playoff run. He made some very clutch saves. But, yeah, it's just more – each year we do these, it's just us bitching about the fact that there's players that probably yeah. deserve it more. We're just old uh, men yelling at clouds now. Yeah, so let's uh, let's move on. We got the rest of the awards here. Uh, the Calder Cup, uh, Kaprizov. There's – I mean, he ran away with this son of a bitch. Kaprizov at that season. <laughs> yes, he was, uh, he was the absolute best rookie. I don't even think there was anyone even close to him. Shit, no, no, not this season. Yeah, that was all. And from the start of the season, you kept hearing about him. So, well deserved. And absolutely. And he is, uh, he's going to be the number one guy now because 
Sutter and Prezi, as we'll talk about a little later, were, were bought out. They're gone. Oh. So they are no more. There's already talk. <laughs> yeah, there's uh, there's already talk about that. We'll get into that when we start talking about trades and free agency. But uh, yeah, they're when they when they was uh, I'm trying to think of their general manager's name from for Minnesota. We'll call him Bill Dugan. <laughs> I don't think so. I'm not thinking it's Bill Dugan. I could be wrong. Um, Bill Guerin. <laughs> Almost Bill Dugan. Not Bumble Frock. But anyways, uh, when he came in, he said that he wanted to change the culture and change the team. And I think, you know, taking away Prezi, who's been there since 2013, and, and Suter, who's also been there a long time, that is changing that locker room. Because if you really are going to build around a young core of people, with someone like Prezi, who's been there for so long, Simply making someone else the captain is not going to necessarily change the culture in the locker room. You know what I mean? Nah. So it's uh, it's interesting. They got bought out. We'll see where Sutter. I could see Sutter ending up playing somewhere like I don't know, like Anaheim or um, yeah. Chicago. Um, crazy. I don't know. He's had a bunch of injuries past couple seasons. He's, I don't think he's played a full season three. I want to say three years. So it'll be interesting to see what, where he ends up landing. Gut feeling is, we'll take him. <laughs> my gut feeling is he becomes an Islander. And, uh, just cause Lou Lamorello likes to <laughs> yeah. pick up devils. I think it would be good for that we'll team. Just, I mean, at some point you're just going to have to change the logo to the, to the New York Devils. <laughs> New York Devils. I can cheer for both Devils teams. Um, <laughs> the Jack Adams Award, Coach of the Year. I don't. I, I, this one's always hard for me to judge, but you get Carolina's uh, Rod Brendamore. I think yeah. a good good choice. I'm never gonna say anything bad about him. He's a former Flyer. Uh, was he better than the Islanders coach though? No. Okay. So I, good for him. I mean, I don't think that anyone expected Carolina to get as far as they did, but uh, they had a good season for the uh, the Selkie Award. It was not Patrice Bergeron. <laughs> he took a season off. Um, yep. Sometimes you have to. <laughs> Alexander, I didn't say he took it. When I say he took a season off, I just mean from winning the award, not like he took a season off and didn't play hard because <laughs> he I think he still had the highest face off win percentage. He's a very nice person, I've heard. <laughs> Patrice Bergeron might be the only uh, Bruin I like. No, so, you like Marchand, too. I know. Uh, no, fuck Marchand. So uh, Alexander Barkov wins this. I think well-deserved. Florida was probably the biggest surprise last year, right? The Florida Panthers and how well Very they played. Oh, so, yeah. That was, that was my dark horse to win the uh, whole thing when it started. I'm like, and, uh, I think I them out, but then Tampa Bay happened. And then um, for the Lady Bing Award, we have a defenseman winning it, which that's been a while, right? I mean, yeah. Uh, Yik, uh, is it Jakob Slavin from Carolina defenseman? Yeah, Carolina, yep. So I don't know much about this guy. I, I didn't watch a ton of Carolina games. Apparently he's a really nice dude. Because that's how you win the Lady Bing Award is be a really nice guy. 
Didn't Pavel Datsuk win this thing like a bazillion times? Uh, I believe so, because I have the I also have the MVP trophies and winners book. <laughs> so, if you need me to, I can go in there. General Manager of the Year award goes to Lou Lamorello, the devil himself, as I like to call him. Trust him, Lou. I think he made some clutch trades, picking up obviously picking up Zajac and Paul Mary. I think carried them further in the playoffs than they would have gotten otherwise. Specifically, Paul Mary, he played really, really well in the playoffs. Um, there wasn't a ton of huge trades that I recall last season. I mean, that was probably the biggest, right? Yeah, that was by far the biggest. I remember sending it to you as soon as I heard about it. Because we just didn't see that many bodies move. Um, I mean, you saw some players getting dropped on the teams, but you didn't. This was, I mean, Paul Mary and, and Zajac, they're both second to third line player tier players. And they both got moved at the same time. So it's a big trade. I mean, good for Lou for being able to pull it off. The Devils come away with with some picks, et cetera. But, uh, yeah, I mean, almost the only team that even looked close to being able to beat Tampa. And, um, yeah, I guess good for Lou. I don't think this is the first time that he's won this. <laughs> but, uh Good for Lou. And then the Willie O'Ree Community Hero Award is Kevin Hogson. And I'm not going to lie, I don't know anything about this guy. I didn't get to check the award ceremony this year. So if you know anything. No, I am I am going through the list. And I'm like, ah, yes, that is the one I do know is the, uh, the Masterson Award. Yeah, we got um, King Clancy Pecorine wins that which is humanitarian. Congratulations, Pecorine. This is probably the award I would want to win the most if I was in the league. Because it it means you did the most for your community, you know, which is a great thing to win. I feel like uh, Nashville always, they always have someone in the running for this. It was PK when he was there. And I think think PK was up again this year for the King Clancy. Um, But yeah, that's, to me, that's a great award to win as a player. It's cool to see Pecorine win that. Uh, Masterson Trophy. We have uh, Oscar Lindblom, and I, I, I kind of knew he was going to run away with this to begin with, but yes, it, very, very well deserved after everything he went through last season, and then to come back and be able to play in the playoffs is just incredible to see. So absolutely well deserved. I hope they make a movie out of it one day. Yeah, it reminded me a lot of Brian Boyle when he played for the Devils. Yeah, Not ex- the exact same situation, but um, well-deserved. Yep. Um, the Mark Messier Leadership Award goes to Patrice Bergeron. Once again, the only fucking Bruin I like. <laughs> I feel like they have to give Bergeron an award regardless every year just because I think he is he is one of the most underrated players in the entire NHL, even though he gets, he gets these kind of awards, but you don't hear people really talk to talk about him outside of Boston. And he is definitely the best two way center in the entire league. Absolutely. I, I don't think it's even close. And he's definitely, I would say he's a hall of fame caliber player. Actually. It has to be. He has what? Two cups. Yeah. One of the highest face off winning percentages. I think of all time. Absolutely. Put his gloves um, in a case. He's he's just a great player. Like I said, he also comes off as a genuinely nice guy. One of the few Bruins I actually care for and have liked. I guess Chara would be up there, but he no longer yeah. plays for them. Uh, Sean Thornton 
when he played there. I liked watching him goon around. But yeah, so uh, that's that's the awards. Any anything piss you off about those outside of the stuff we've already talked about? Nah, I mean it's awards. You know what they're gonna be likely before it happens. All right. Well, I guess we'll just move on to the news. The news. It was Lewis and the news. So uh, Ben Bishop waives his no-move contract for the Dallas Stars, which makes him available to the Seattle Kraken. So he can be technically left unprotected. He has two seasons left on his contract. I assume that that is going to be the case. We don't have the full list of people who are going to be exposed, but Bishop being exposed probably probably the biggest name. I mean, this is Bishop is a it's a pretty damn good goaltender. He wasn't I wouldn't say he was incredible last year, but he wasn't like the drizzling shits or anything. And we are talking about a guy that let's just say two years ago was the runner up to Andre Vasilevsky. Yeah. um, For the Vienza in 2018. So. He's making a Mark Andre Fleury move. It's kind of like what happened when uh, Vegas. Yeah, it's, uh, he's a, yeah he's a very good goalie. I know he's doing this uh, um, because Dallas obviously would want to lean more onto Udovin going into the future. Um, it's just it's a smart move on his part, and I believe he'd be a great asset to the Seattle Kraken. So, absolutely, it's just one of those things for Dallas, um, a team that was really really close to winning a Stanley Cup in the um, bubble. How do you backfill that position at goalie? Bring up someone through the system and hope it works out. That's all you can really do. Or just, either try to wait for the trade deadline. Well, I mean, I think we, we're we seeing more and more that you need a one and a two. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's, it's not as easy can't as... can't just lean on one person for the entire season. I mean, if you're a devil's... If you're a Devils fan, you can easily look and say, well, if they have Corey Crawford, that changes that team a lot, right? Let's say yeah. Corey Crawford's not there. If Corey Crawford's there and the COVID outbreak doesn't happen with the run that they were on. They could have probably made a push. That's my th- and And you could even say the same thing about uh, Hart to some extent, like – I don't think Elliot gave you guys the performance <laughs> expected this year. No, absolutely not. <laughs> um, so it's it's getting more and more to a one-two and giving up someone like Ben Bishop. Yes, you're shedding salary cap, right? But is your is the people you're able to pick up offensively or defensively going to equate to losing him as a goaltender? Like if Kadovin goes down. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a rough situation. Uh, I don't know. I guess all you can do is roll the dice. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where I mean we talked a lot about this with the Rangers when when with Keegan on the show when they had Georgiev, um, Lundqvist, and uh, Shesterkin because it's like, well, who do you get rid of, and then what do you do if one of these guys go down and if you trade them, who do you get back? And, and obviously they ended up 
just letting Lundquist go to Washington and he wasn't able to play anyways, unfortunately, due to a heart condition, which I think he said he's going to try to play next year, right? Yeah, that's what he was saying. I hope I really hope he's able to. So that'll be exciting to see. But uh, yeah, a little bit weird. Bishop, I think, is going to be listed as the number one goaltender for these guys. I don't know that anyone else is going to as tight as the goaltending situation is in the NHL right now. I'm assuming he's going to be best available for the Kraken. Yeah, I would say so. So we get into kind of some sad news, and I'm hoping that you can actually pronounce this last name because I have had a terrible time with it. But yeah. uh, this is... I think uh, it's Kivlenix. Matthews Kivlenix. Yeah, so it's basically... Elvis said to his teammates that he he died as a hero to the friends and family at a memorial memorial service on Thursday. Uh, he died in a firework accident at the age of 24 on July 4th. An hour-long private service was held for his funeral in his home of Columbus of Upping Arlington, Ohio, and was streamed live. His parents, sisters, and other relatives were there from Latvia. Um Elvis basically said he saved my unborn son, he saved my wife, he saved me, he saved many lives. If that wouldn't have been me, my wife, or son, it would have been 50 other people. He died a hero, and that's not me saying it. That was a doctor saying it. It would just sit. It wouldn't have happened. I just wanted to let you know that he's a hero and he saved a lot of lives. It. He also goes on to say there were 60, 70, 80 people I never looked for him. I was talking to so many people and always he always came to me. He looks for me. We had our last beer, our last shot, more than one last cigar. Um, Matisse wasn't my friend. He was my little brother. And he said their son due in September will have Matisse's, uh Is it Matisse? Matisse? Yeah, Matisse as a uh, as a middle name, which was really sweet really sweet to hear Elvis come out and say this and basically what happened is a mortar tipped over right yeah and from the initial from the initial reports it sounded like he was getting out of a hot tub or something and he got hit with it but from what Elvis is saying it sounds like that he basically put himself in the way of a bullet for a bunch of other people yeah which is just really really tragic very sad all around, and he was their AHL, AHL goaltender, correct? Yes, yes, he was. So you know a little bit more more about this than me, but do, do you have anything to say about it and speak on it? I mean, yeah, it's uh, – I'm, I'm, so, yeah, in this case, I guess um, I guess when the mortar tipped over, it shot towards wherever they were, and he just – that and just to think to do that in that moment that's just it's incredible uh so if you had any question as to who's our uh hall of fucking awesome inductee this uh it would be to be this guy uh so yeah i yeah, mean it was- absolutely uh and it's a tragic story it's just it's sad to hear you know it's yeah it's very sad it's very unfortunate. And what I want to do right now is take just a 10 second pause and we'll do that now.
All right. Well, um, once again, sending well wishes to his friends and family, his teammates. And uh, once again, inductee to the Hall of Fucking Awesome. Well deserved. Especially if if, if he went out the way that Elvis is saying, putting yourself before or putting others above yourself is always something that I admire. Absolutely. All right. Well, let's move on to some trades here. Not to (laughs) to fast forward, unfortunately, but maybe we should have saved that one for last. Uh, Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But we're fucking professional. So here we go. Absolutely. I am the Um, pinnacle of professional. Devils. You go first with yours, because I I got one that I didn't see on your uh, news. Okay, well, New Jersey Devils trade. What do you think about it? Uh, Let's see. Yeah, Ryan, Devils pick up uh, Ryan Graves. Oh, shit, yeah, yeah, yeah. For Maltsev and a second-round pick in the 2021 draft, which I believe the Devils had two of. Uh, Ryan Graves, six foot five, two hundred and thirty pounds. He's a big ass body. The Devils need a big ass body. So if they're gonna put him on the second line defense with, let's say a PK Subban, I am completely excited for this. Maltsev is a good prospect, but the immediate need the Devils, and we've talked about this for what three years straight, uh, is they need kind of a stay at home defenseman and it's proven even more since they lost Andy Green and this guy while he is not necessarily a stay-at-home defenseman he is a big body and someone that can get people out from in front of the fucking net hopefully clear that some bitch up for uh, Mackenzie Blackwood I'm excited about this I think it was a great trade Fitzgerald did a good job of getting this deal done and it's it's a weird trade because it's like Colorado because they're so stacked defensively they were left with little to no option but to trade somebody because otherwise they were just going to give someone away to the Kraken. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and it's been all day. Today's been full of weird-ass trades. So I got <laughs> I got a really weird – I'm going to go with this one. Uh, the Rangers uh, picked up Barkley Goodrow from the Tampa Bay Lightning in exchange for a seventh-round pick in the uh, 2022 NHL draft, which is a really good deal for the New York Rangers. I don't know how they fleeced the uh, – the Bay Lightning like that because Goodrow's not a bad player at all. But we need Keegan here. Uh, but we got the Philadelphia Flyers acquired Ryan Ellis from the Nashville Predators in exchange for defenseman Philippe Myers and forward Nolan Patrick. But then Nolan Patrick turned around and got traded to the Vegas Golden Knights from the Nashville Predators for gold or for Cody Glass. So it was like a three-way trade. So. I watched the beginning of the season with Nolan Patrick and he kind of showed that potential everyone thought he could be when he was either going to be first or second overall Yeah. in the draft. And was, how did the rest of his season go? Because obviously I, I don't watch all of the flyers games. Well, um, the, the problem was he was phenomenal, but he's, he also had that migraine issue that kept him sidelined for a good chunk of the season when he came back, it's just not quite the same environment that he left, you know? So that happened again this season. He was sidelined yes. with injury. Yep. Uh, so that's 
It kind of you remember the receiver Pierre Garcon? Yes. It's it's very similar to what his situation was was in the NFL. It seems like where you know he would show up and play really really well and then would miss like eight games. Um, I mean, you show up then you're needed. It's just a weird weird situation. So I I don't know who won that. Who I I guess the Flyers won that trade. Uh, yeah, I would say so. Ryan Ellis is a very good defenseman, uh, and that's what the Flyers need at this at this point. <laughs> a solid defenseman to build around. Yeah, and I mean, there's still rumors that Gossip Bear is going to be traded. Yeah, but there's been rumors that he's going to be traded for the last three seasons. Yeah, so, so whether or not that pans out will remain to be seen. And then we got a. I mean, yeah, like you said, we had a ton of trades today. Uh, yesterday, we had the Detroit Red Wings acquiring Nick Letty from the New York Islanders in exchange for Richard Panic um, in a second-round pick. Richard Panic at the disco. I. So Letty is a good offensive defenseman. A very good offensive defenseman. That's an excellent. Uh, that's an excellent move on Detroit's part. He is better than any defenseman on the Detroit Red Wings currently. Yes. Uh, I, I'm trying to think of, I guess, Danny DeKaiser is probably the best defenseman on Detroit right now. Yeah. But having Nick Letty on there as a solid defenseman, because he is a solid defenseman, um, it's great to build the offense around that. You have you have someone who's back there as well. You're not just leaning on your, uh, you're not just leaning on the goalie. It's not going to be Jimmy Howard. <laughs> Yeah, this is also one of those things where it's like, is, are the Islanders shedding cap to try to get someone else or to move up and get a trade? They end up getting a second round pick back. Um, I'm trying to, I'm going to pull up Richard Panic's stats real quick from last year, just because I'm not 100% sure. He had four goals, nine assists, 13 points. He played 48 games. Uh, he's a left-handed shooter. He's a winger. He's 30 years old, so yeah. I, th- I think at this point he's kind of is what he is. Um, you know, his career he has 194 points. Yeah, he was a big part of the Capitals for a while. Uh, he's like a fourth line player on the Islanders. Yeah. Um, especially if they end up retaining Paul, if they end up re-signing Paul Mary and and Zaj- I think Zajac is there for one more year as well. It's yeah, I don't. Yeah, the Red Wings got the better of the deal. I would, I would say Nick Letty played phenomenally in the playoffs this season. Um, yeah, this is it's a good step in the right direction for Detroit. It shows uh, Steve Eiserman is is uh, starting to put the right pieces in place. Yeah, and we'll see how they do in the draft. That's the other thing, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, moving on, Vancouver Canucks, they acquire Jason Dickinson from the Dallas Stars in exchange for a third round pick. This is just kind of a basic trade. I yeah. There wasn't anything really to write home here. Uh, San Jose acquire goaltender Aiden Hill from the Arizona Coyotes in exchange for goaltender Yosef Cornair, uh, I believe is how you pronounce his last name. Uh, and a second round pick in the 2022 draft. My heart almost dropped because I saw Arizona Coyotes and I thought, oh, God, they traded Phil Kessel. <laughs> well, I 
I'm pretty sure that that might be happening uh, fairly soon. We, we maybe you'll see some draft movement <laughs> for Phil. Oh man. I mean, hey, what if he ends up a flyer? Who knows? Could be oh, could be that, that crazy. My dream come true. That'd be my dream come true. I would go up to Philadelphia just to go to a game <laughs> just to get him to sign sign my hot dog. I, I would get a hot dog just for the case, and he could sign it. So someone pointed out the fact that Phil Kessel scored. I, I I don't have his stats in front of me, but I think he scored like between 25 and 30 goals last season on a pretty bad Arizona team, and most of those goals were at even strength, which which is even more ridiculous. What's the shame, man? He's carrying that team on his back. You knew this. And. Uh, when I heard that and that the people that Arizona might be wanting to trade him, I was like, I, the devil should move career points is nothing to sneeze at. <laughs> the devil should move some stuff around because they need someone they can score <laughs> since they lost Paul Mary. I would be completely fine with, with Kessel teaching these young cats how to snipe them home. But as Phil, you are welcome anywhere in the greater Pennsylvania, New York metropolitan area. <laughs> Seems that way. Um, we talked about the Ryan Ellis trade, talked about the Vegas picking up Nolan Patrick, um, and then Arizona Coyotes, they they acquire Andrew Ladd, the second round pick for this year, and a conditional second round pick in 2022, and a conditional third round pick in 2023 uh, from the New York Islanders. Well, so they gamble. <laughs> They sent a second-round pick, a conditional second-round pick, and a third-round pick to the New York Islanders for Andrew Ladd. Mm-hmm. Um, are the Coyotes trying to move or sell? Uh, if they are, they are more than welcome in the city of Atlanta. <laughs> I don't think it would be more – it's more likely it would be Quebec, I would assume. No, no Canada is another team. <laughs> I I don't understand this unless they just have draft picks stocked up that they traded. That's, I don't. It's a weird trade. That's what I'm thinking because I'm looking at it and I'm like, uh, that's a lot to gamble on just a defenseman. Yeah, because the notes don't say who these picks are from. So if it's it's well, he's is he even going to be a defenseman? Wasn't he playing at wing? I don't know. He's a man of mystery. Like, this picture has him on the New York Islanders. Yeah. But Let's I thought, see, this I mean, season, hold on, we got a, yes, okay. So, I don't have any stats for him for the last season. <laughs> hold um, on, no, I'll get it pulled up here. Um, <laughs> I'm like looking at his stats right now and there's nothing. Uh. This season, did he play this season? Maybe he didn't play this season. I don't think he. Play, I don't. I don't. I don't think he played this season. Maybe he was on L, long term. Maybe he's on LTIR. Hmm. I don't know anything about this trade other than what NHL News has, which is not a whole lot. Yeah, 538 career points though, so he's mid-range defenseman. What the? I mean. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, so basically he wasn't able to play, so they dumped a $5.5 million cap hit. 
I just don't know what the the the, the coyotes get out of this. Yeah, I'm not I'm not sure either with this one. It's just weird. It's a one-way trade. That's why it's so weird. So basically, and also this should be considered circumventing the cap, which Lou Lamorello is <laughs> the one that got hit with this last time. They yeah. traded Andrew Ladd's contract and three draft picks to Arizona so that they would take his salary cap. That is what happened in this situation. Well, I would say Arizona got fleeced then. <laughs> so... Well, I mean, I think the Islanders... I want the Islanders dead. Well, the Islanders are win now. If they're going to try to do it with Paul Mary, Andy Green, and Travis Zajac. I mean, well, Flyers, yay, Flyers are open. So that's, uh... Huh. That's that a weird deal. Interesting. <laughs> that's, uh... <laughs> get to see the wheels in motion here of our brains as we try to process some of these fucking trades. I what are the what are what are the fans of the Islanders saying on this? I mean, that's I mean, just like damn, man, just how bad was this? Only completely. <laughs> okay, so he signed in 2016, he signed a 7-year, 38.5 million dollar deals for 5.5 million on AAV. And he had two years remaining at five point five million against the cap, which kind of tied the Islanders' hands last season. Yeah. But is it worth losing two second round draft picks in a well, some of them are conditional, but there's no I don't have the conditions on the picks. But you're losing a second round pick, a second round pick, and a third round pick for twenty twenty one, twenty twenty two, and twenty twenty three. So at least they're spaced out to get rid of a contract which Arizona needs in general because they're below the cap floor. So they didn't, they didn't have a choice on that. Vessel decides to turn on the rocket skates and take the Coyotes all the way. Well, the conditional pick would be on the Islanders side. So like, I'm sure it's like if the Islanders win the Stanley cup or something, Arizona gets a higher pick. You know how that shit always ends up turning out, but. Yeah, that's a weird trade. So sorry if we got a little bit lost on that one. That one just happened today. Yeah, we're we're discovering this stuff on the fly. And again, and we can't stress this enough. We're not professionals. We're just <laughs> having fun. Just insane. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess it makes sense. They shed that salary cap. I I just, I mean, I, outside of Arizona so, getting, yeah. I mean, outside of Arizona getting to the cap floor, I don't know how it benefits them. Why not? <laughs> but okay. Well, that's that's it. That's all I have for trades. Um, do you have any any excitement for the the upcoming draft? You know, I'm. It, I like expansion drafts. It's always like a it's always like a game of roulette of which notable players lost. Uh, and you know, it's always cool to see this the formation of an NHL team. I'm excited to see it. Uh, as for the draft itself, yeah, there's some promising players, but I'm not as I'm not as well versed in uh, in college hockey and and the lower ones as Keegan is. He's the he's our draft dude. Yeah, I mean, right now so it looks like stats I mean, down to the point. I mean, we got two. 
not really surprising, but it looks like we're going to have two people from Michigan going in the top four, which would be um, Luke Hughes as well as Owen Power. Power going first overall. Um, the Devils, pretty much every mock draft board I've seen are going to end up with Luke Hughes at four. Which which would be kind of cool to see the brothers play together, but he's going to at least, I would assume he's going to play at least one year of college. Yeah, probably. Um, 17 still, so. And we'll just scroll down. Let me scroll down here and see the Flyers. Mason McTavish, a center. Ford was one uh, of the more impressive players in the U18s after a solid tenure in the Swiss League. McTavish blended a skilled game with uh, feistiness. He showed strength in battles along the boards and a willingness to stand his ground in front of the opposition's net. So that is the NHL's at least draft preview for you guys and what you might end up with. Um, Not bad. I mean, I got uh, Bedor Svechkov. Yeah, I, I mean, my my entire thing about the draft and, and what I look at with these players is I just read a bunch of mock drafts. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm literally looking at it, like, right now. And I'm like, yeah, this, this kid could probably be good in a couple of years. But the way I look at the mock drafts is just my team, and I don't really give a shit what yeah. everyone else is doing. Um, so outside of, like, the Rangers and the Flyers. I haven't looked at any of these guys. Luke Hughes I've kept up with because he's a Hughes brother. Yeah. Uh, obviously with, you know, Jack Hughes being on the Devils and Quinn Hughes lighting it up. He's someone I've kind of kept up with. And he, any of the players that play for the under 18 U.S. team or the U.S. juniors team, I've seen them play. But like some of these foreign players, I'm I this is exactly why we don't really go into <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> a lot of a lot of this stuff is just because we don't want to. Well, I don't want to say we don't want to sound like idiots because we always sound like fucking idiots. That's part of the show. Yeah, you're here, you're here <laughs> to watch us like kind of stumble our way to sound professional. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, the prospect of Luke Hughes playing with Jack Hughes—that's cool. I'm excited for that. Um, the Devils also had pick at 28, so they have two first-round draft picks. I we'll see. We'll see what happens. I guess now it's it's a little early, but um, what do you think of the Kraken jersey wise? Do you think they're going to have some good? Ex- it seems like people have smartened up to this expansion draft shit this time around and are trading off players. Yeah, <laughs> I think their and, jersey needs a little bit more work. It's a little bland for my taste. If you're going to be representing a city as cultural as Seattle, you got to have, like, it's got to be better than that. (laughs) Um, I I think Seattle's going to be a force to be reckoned with. You know, these expansion teams usually are when they're first starting out. We saw with Vegas, uh, even though Vegas has yet to win a Stanley Cup, they've been in the playoffs uh, every season since their their inception. Uh, So I hope it can be... A similar story with Seattle. I think it would be good for the West to have a team like that. Well, that was going to be my other question is like with the way the teams have been approaching the expansion draft this time around, knowing it was a year, a year ahead of time. I don't know that there's going to be that big of a talent pool. Uh, Um, Vegas kind of just hit. 
hit the lottery with some of their stuff. I mean, <laughs> just, you just keep rolling with these Vegas puns. You're <laughs> the lottery. Is the yeah, lottery well, considered no, a Vegas? You were doing the Vegas one earlier, and you were like, they rolled the dice on something. I'm like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even meaning to, but <laughs> I'm just that good. Uh, it's gonna be interesting. The expansion draft is always. I never thought that I was gonna live through like two of these. No, me either. And I was always, and if I did, I was hoping one of them would at least be Atlanta. But I guess I'm just gonna never have my dreams come true. Well, Atlanta was the. Wouldn't they have been the last expansion draft before this? Yes. No. So. No, it would have been Vegas. Vegas was the last expansion draft. Well, I mean, uh, but besides Vegas, because we. Oh were yeah, before about Vegas. Vegas. No. Cause, oh yeah, I guess because it would have been Winnipeg. Fuck, man, I'm an idiot. You know. I, well, because hockey back in Atlanta. Can I just <laughs> dream? Can I dream? Well, no. I mean, the reason I'm asking is that would have been so. When that when when Atlanta was formed, which was the Thrashers, was 2003, 2004. Yeah, it was like 97, dude. God, it was longer than that because they drafted Kovalchuk in like 2003. Yeah, uh, hang on, I have no. I, <laughs> trust me, I had the link saved. <laughs> Damn it. Um, because I'm just trying to think of if there was any other expansions after them. Besides Vegas and now Seattle. Yeah, they started in 97. Okay. And then, yeah. And then there was nothing in between there, right? No. 97 to 2000. No, hang on. Let's see. Expansion draft. I think. Because, I mean, Atlanta got sold. Yeah. So that's... Winnipeg just bought whatever players were still under contract at that point. I think we've seen more of that than we have actual full expansions. Uh, and I also need to apologize. I know it's a little late, but we did we have just passed the ten year mark since we we lost the beloved Thrashers. Um, and it's it's a hole in my heart that still has not healed. Um, uh, well, I mean, I've I got I got over that pretty quickly. <laughs> I haven't, man. I miss going to hockey games. They were cool. I've I missed love the going gladiators, to... man, but like I want to go to an NHL game in Atlanta again. Yeah, well, I don't think that it's ever going to happen again, bud. I can dream. If I ever become a multi-millionaire, I'll probably lose a lot of money doing it, but I'll bring it to Atlanta for at least a couple seasons. I would, you know, the thing is, is like Arthur Blank did so well with the ML, uh, the MLS. You would think he would at least look at hockey potentially, but that last. That last damn the Seattle deal was like five hundred million dollars. Yeah, it's not cheap. But uh, I mean, I feel like Atlanta as a city has grown enough to where it possibly could be a viable market now. Well, that and they still have Phillips, so you don't have to build a new arena. Yeah, you have existing infrastructure. Um, so that you know that changes a lot, but. I just, I you never know. I mean, it's one of those crazy what ifs, but you know, it's. I would say it's not super likely, but it's not impossible. Well, I mean, well, the Arizona out here tanking on purpose every season um, <laughs> and finishing below the salary. Arizona and New Jersey 
hanging out below the cap floor consistently would lead me to believe that one of those teams could get sold. How fucking crazy would it be if the Devils get sold to Atlanta? Oh my God. I would become a Devils fan. I, I would 100% <laughs> become an Atlanta Devils fan. <laughs> uh, uh, can you imagine if it was the Atlanta Devils sponsored by Chick-fil-A? <laughs> amazing. That'll never happen. Though. No. <laughs> the mascot's a cow with devil horns. <laughs> They're gonna eat more chicken today. <laughs> um. But yeah, it's a it's a weird one, man. Yeah, it's uh, I don't know. Because now we're at the end of the season, we we can finally slow down and look at things. But like, I'm really excited to start getting into our Detroit stuff. So that is gonna be our next stuff. Yeah. Got my books. Oh. I got those books because they have they're like chock full of stories and shit. And this is like ammo for the hall of fucking awesome. <laughs> such cool shit in there. Yeah, it's going to be a fun one to talk about for sure. Yeah. And there's a lot to go through because there's been multiple, multiple generations of, uh, of Detroit's hockey ability. They're a team that goes through these peaks and valleys. So it's yeah. exciting to go through. There's a lot to look at there. A lot of fun stories, too, and it's going to be good. It's like the Summit Series, man. I'm excited again. <laughs> you only want to talk about old hockey. Oh, yes, man. That's my favorite thing to talk about. I, I love that <laughs> shit. I love historical shit, and I love hockey. So it comes naturally that I like like the old shit. Well, I will talk about a little bit of the future. Um, Nolan Foote. He should be playing for the Devils next year, I'm assuming, which will be great. Very excited for that. I heard uh, him and Tim Toe make a really good combination. <laughs> Tim Toe, is that what you said? Yes. Yes, I uh, That was a real, real good joke there. It just comes up with a bunch of doctors. Uh, <laughs> I'm excited for that. I'm also excited for Alexander Holtz, um, who will be coming up. I'm, I'm assuming that he's going to play the Devils need a scorer. And he didn't do – he started out kind of hot in the uh, the Swedish league last year, the SHL, yeah, and kind of fell off. So I'm going to assume he's going to start in the SHL because the SHL starts – God, I feel like they start earlier than the NHL, even before preseason. I need to look and see when the SHL season starts. Let's look at that. Pull that up. It's last year was canceled, obviously. And then this year, nope, starts in September. So I don't know that he's going to make it to the SHL, even though they have him listed. He'll definitely be in preseason. It's crazy to think, but preseason is going to be right around the corner. Yeah, man. I, mean, we're gonna, I can't wait. I mean, we're going to have the draft and then we're right there. It, it feels like hockey hasn't really ended because of the way the way the bubble played out last year. Yeah, it just kind of permanently <laughs> left us in hockey land forever. Which is good. I'm completely fine with that. But uh, Ale- Alexander Holtz is going to be fun to watch. I check him out. Are there any prospects you're excited for for the uh, – uh, yes, 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 there was. Uh, the, the one the Flyers are are looking at. Um, 
added under my mock draft. I mean, I'm a non-Devils related person that I'm very excited for next year is Quentin Byfield. I, I don't see any way that he's not fucking playing for the Kings next year. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I think he's going to fucking tear it up. Oh, here we go. All right. Uh, yeah, yeah, here we go. Okay, uh, 16, there we go. I am a professional. Here we are. Okay, <laughs> Cole Sillinger, that's the dude I was looking for. Uh, the place for the U.S. Hockey League, obviously. And like, I like what the Philly, or the Flyers are going for this kid. Um, you know, he's a, he's a presence on ice. I've seen a couple of his, uh, seen a couple of his games, uh, so I think it'd be good for the Flyers to bring him through. Be good to see him on the Phantoms too. Uh, yeah, I think that'd be a good one for them to go for. That's, well, what do you think? I guess you guys still have Elliot in net. Yeah. Right. Uh, I really hope Carter Hart gets it, figures out his his stuff. Yeah, I actually feel pretty positive about Mackenzie Blackwood last season. I think he looked pretty solid. And he's Honestly. for a couple seasons, too. You just can't – they can't lean on him the way that the Devils do. Which I don't think was the plan, right? No. You know, they, they get they – get, I don't think that they get Corey Crawford if they knew he was retiring because there were still other goaltenders out there Yeah. Uh, when they bought it, brought in Crawford. So that's just shit – that's just typical you're a Devils fan shit luck. Um. <laughs> <laughs> several movies about that <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that's just yeah hey you're a devil's fan so shit luck but uh I, i'm assuming they're gonna go out and try to get someone we'll see who it is but they're gonna get someone but i we'll get into our predictions hopefully we can get keegan on to do some predictions for next season those are always fun shows our bold predictions yeah uh Seems you you had the mighty ducks <laughs> you had the mighty ducks winning the cup yep. last year um, it did not happen. Nope. <laughs> not going to stop me from believing that the uh, that the 1992 90 Ducks are going to win this season. Um, I believe it's going to happen. I think uh, Emilio Estevez is going to coach them. Uh, I was <laughs> I was closer than I thought. I had uh, I had Tampa. And I don't I think, think it's going to be Tampa this season. I think it's going to be uh. If not, I'm trying to think. If not Seattle, because you know there's always that first season rush. Um, I would give it. To, I would give it to a team like the Islanders. I think the Islanders are going to keep trying to push. Well, we'll make next year's predictions when we do that show. I'm just talking about last year. I think I oh, this yeah. season I had I Tampa. The Flyers, they fucking fell off mid-season. I, I think I had Tampa as a bold prediction, which is not wasn't super bold, but I also had um, like Colorado. That was a mild prediction. I had Colorado making the Stanley Cup, which if you look at that division, they still should have yeah. a lot I, better. Yeah, yeah, Colorado was a hell of a team this season. They should have done a lot better in the playoffs, but that's neither here nor there. But uh, I don't know, man. I ain't got nothing left unless there's something you want to talk about. Otherwise, we can wrap this Wrap this no, show no, up. Uh, yeah, I think we hit all the things we wanted to. It was a good season. Uh, glad we got all the uh, 
Got all our stuff wrapped up with that. I'm looking forward to some more of these trades, too. And I really hope none of them are Phil Kessel. Because that'll just break my heart. You know, I love the guy to death. Yeah. I'll get a different jersey for whatever team he goes to next. God forbid it's the Toronto Maple Leafs. But I don't think that's going to happen again. Well, next week we'll have our first round draft recap. Because I, I'm not going to recap the entire draft. Uh, yeah, like but we idea. definitely want to go over the highlights and stuff in the <laughs> first round. First round's always good anyway. We will we will do our due diligence and research everyone, or I will research everyone that was drafted in the first round, and we will do that first round breakdown, uh, maybe give some predictions, and then we'll see what – I'm assuming potentially there's going to be some more trades. Oh, yeah. But uh, as a, I think there's going to be a couple more, and then things will die down a little bit. Yeah, right now it's cut off. Um, like I said, because of the expansion draft, you have to lock in who you're going to expose. Yeah. Which was, I think was supposed to be three today, but we had some trades coming after, but that always happens. Like the trade was in at three, but it wasn't approved until like that. The Islanders trade wasn't approved until like we were on the show, which we started at 5 PM Eastern for those out there. Listen, like Bob McKenzie. We're breaking <laughs> shit. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure Bob I'm probably brought that at like noon. I'm uh, Bob Kenzie now. <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure that I pulled that off NHL's website, which means Bob broke it like hours ago. <laughs> uh, well, either way. But uh, yeah, so we'll we'll uh, we'll do another show and then we'll try to give our predictions. Hopefully, Keegan will be able to be on with us. We miss him dearly. Yeah. Uh. Give everyone your information, your tags, anything you want people to listen to, websites, et cetera, Dakota. Absolutely. You can hit me at LaShock Dakota on Twitter. I'm also at SplatterZone Network. Uh, I've been working diligently on SplatterZone. I'm getting ready to release the first episode here next week. Uh, it's been a long process, but I've had a lot of interruptions lately, so don't have as much time as I used to. I promise I'm still getting there. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much it for me, bud. And for me, if you like wrestling, if you're a professional wrestling fan as well as a hockey fan, check out Wrestling Geeks Alliance. If uh, you like geek podcasts, if you like uh, movies, if you like interviews with movie stars or costume designers or anything geek related, comics, etc., check out Geek Vibes Nation, kind of our parent. Uh, geekvibesnation.com. Check that out. Check them out on Twitter. If you want to talk to me directly on Twitter, you can hit me at, at Chris R. Patton on Facebook, Christopher.r.patton. Um, the Wrestling Geeks Alliance show from this weekend should be up talking about money in the bank. And uh, hopefully in the near future, I'll be doing some some podcasts on the Splatter Zone. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm actually, we're uh, that's ours. Um, I've saved uh, hill, uh, my Hillbilly episode, my Horror Hillbillies episode. Um, a lot of grindhouse in there, and I know you're a, a connoisseur. A connoisseur of the grindhouse. I, I will say, before we get out of here, I did watch Chopping Mall. <laughs> I fucking love Chopping Mall. So. <laughs> um, and the movie Magic. Have you ever seen the movie Magic with... Uh... That's not the one with Shaq. No, that's Kazam. I'm thinking of uh, It's got the guy from Hearts of Atlantis in it. Uh, Hearts of Atlantis, Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, Anthony Hopkins. Hannibal. Lecter. I mean, I would have, I would have said like Silence of the <laughs> over Hearts of Atlantis. <laughs> Anthony, that's like saying, oh, you know the guy that was in Transformers the last night. 
Oh, yeah, Anthony Hopkins. Anyway, so Anthony Hopkins is in this fucking movie, and he plays a comedian magician ventriloquist. Hell, yeah. Uh, it's I, If you've never seen it, for anyone out there that's still listening, go download Tubi, look up this movie. It's kind of fucked. It's pretty crazy. You get to see the descent of a madman in Anthony Hopkins. It is not the horror ventriloquist movie you would expect to say the least. And Anthony Hopkins is fucking great at it. Definitely. If you've never seen it, check it out. I think it's from like 1978. So if you're allergic to older movies, don't check that out. And, um, the one thing I want to do with you, we're going to hash this out right now. New Candyman. Me and you're reviewing that. Absolutely. Yes. I, uh, Candyman was one of the few scary movies that actually scared the ever-loving shit out of me as a kid. Uh, my uh, ex-roommate and best friend, Griff Butler, he's still fucking terrified of the Candyman to this day. Oh, yeah. Um, so I'm excited for this new Peel movie. We'll definitely have to talk about that. But we'll send it off. Hope everyone has a great rest of your weekend. Thanks so much for listening to us. Like I said, if you want to talk to us, hit us at Geek Vibes Nation. Or you can contact me directly at, at Chris R. Patton. Love to hear from you guys. As always, peace out and let the geek vibes be with you. <laughs>